أكبر الله أكبر أشهدوا لا إله إلا الله أشهدوا لا إله إلا الله أشهدوا أن محمد أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيا للسلام حيا أحسب الناس أن يتركوا أن يقولوا آمنا وهم لا يفتنون وقال تعالى ولقد فتن الذين من قبلهم فليعلمن الله الذين آمنوا وليعلمن الكاذبين وقال تعالى ولنبلونكم حتى نعلم المجاهدين منكم الصابرين ونبلو أخباركم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبا لما جئت به 
وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رضي الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله respected elders and brothers in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed us in this world. This world is Darul Imtihan. It's a place full of tests. Allah has placed, yeah, placed us here in this world as a test. There will be different tests that will come. person will be tested in different ways. Sometimes sickness, sometimes health, sometimes wealth, sometimes poverty. Different types of tests that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places in this world. Good conditions, unfavorable conditions. So there will be different types of tests in this world. And Allah ta'ala says in the Quran, Does they believe the thing that in this world he will just be left and he will not be tested? Definitely. Definitely we will test. Allah, this word in Arabic uses a lot of emphasis. The lam and the moon in the end. Most definitely we are going to test you. We are definitely going to test you in different ways. With fear, with poverty, with different types of tests. With your family, with children, with parents. Different ways it's going to come. But what's the object of the test? Allah wants to see Allah wants to see those that excel those that strive those that remain obedient to Allah those that remain subservient to Allah submit to the will of Allah those that are patient those that are steadfast they do not become despondent they don't throw in, give up the ones that will pass the test because they know everything is comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person has this mindset, he will be patient, he'll be perseverant, he'll continue and he'll continue until one day he knows Allah will grant me. I may see the good days, I may not see the good days in this world, I'll see it in the akhirat. The people of Makkah Mukarramah, the Prophet they had Nabi and they had Sahaba, the highest level of Iman. They were excelled in every department of life. They were tested. Why? Because they had Iman. Their own family members would torment them, would, would cause harm to them. They were the ones that expelled them from their own very homes, their own family members. They remained persevering. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam continued advising them, continued consoling them that we are doing it for Allah. And our reward is by Allah. Some of them saw the good days in Medina Sharif and others passed away before that. They never saw those good days. They will see the benefit in Akhirat, the highest levels in Jannat and Firdaus. So whatever we see around us in the world, we have to have this mindset, we have to understand it's difficult. It's not easy for us to see our Muslim brothers and sisters suffering throughout the world. It really causes great pain to the heart, everyone's heart. If somebody doesn't get hurt and he doesn't, hasn't made any change in his life, 
that person has to question his iman because we are one one family imagine you, if you know your brother your sister is somebody is causing harm to them for example today's time kidnapping has become very common imagine knowing some close family member of yours is kidnapped for so long what how is his condition what food they giving him yeah it's something thousand times worse million times worse what our muslim brothers and sisters are going through it should definitely hurt our hearts and we have to make some effort what effort are we making ask ourselves what change there has there been in my life so that's the question this is a test for us and the test is to see how we have changed our life what effort are we really making for example these in the neighborhood there's one maybe one of our neighbors Allah protect everyone keep everyone with afiyat to say there's a fire and the fire is burning in someone's flat how we we going to just sit behind ah, that's his problem he must sort it out then that means the person doesn't have that doesn't worry doesn't have concern for his is that sort of true neighbor is not you alone a muslim is not even a human being not to have feeling So you get some people immediately they will get water they'll take the fire extinguishers try to put off the fire they will call the fire department they make every effort they get people try to put this fire off people that are inside you get those that will go to the level of being inside and removing the people have time to help them escape from the fire then you get those that will now start discussing what are the causes of the fire what caused the fire so they're not helping they're just discussing the causes of the fire then you get others who will discuss what are the solutions what could be the solutions if ever a fire has to erupt and has to happen in this manner so it's important after the after the entire fire is down to discuss the person to know what causes fires in future that you shouldn't do these things and if a fire happens these are the solutions it's important to know it but that's not the time to now to go into those discussions it's the time to actively try to extinguish the fire so there's a fire that's burning and we know the fires that are burning in the ummah so we have different types of efforts but we as believers we have full yakin 100% in the quran and hadith so number one we will make full effort what allah and his rasul told us and we'll first make put all our trust and reliance in his efforts and then there are also outward efforts the outside many people are making different types of efforts so a person whose amal is strong his quran his hadith his salah his connection with allah is strong allah puts effect on his outward efforts you know that that's we look at we, we look at sira look at the life of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam badr 313 small group don't have enough arms we facing tomorrow a huge enemy who's three times your size the three times your number they have all the equipment they have all the arms what effort did nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam make that night he didn't his effort wasn't discussing strategies wasn't discussing going into all of that the entire night he's crying and making dua that oh allah if this small group has to be destroyed you will never be worshiped again he's crying and making dua so he built his connection with allah sahaba built their connection with allah and they put their reliance on allah and not on their efforts so we will make our full efforts in building our connection to allah and then we will put reliance on and then we will make the effort allah will put effect in that effort 
But number one is our connection to Allah is to be corrected. That famous line one of Juan also mentioned, Man tasara salahu al-deen illa bi salahu al-deen wa lay ya'ud salahu al-deen illa bi salahu al-deen that this only way we will get the help of Allah is when the change happens. That salah of deen, the deen is reformed in our lives. And the only way we will get that salah of deen of changing the conditions in the world is by changing the conditions, reforming our deen. So that's the effort that we have to ask ourselves. Now, we know people, we know we get very affected and it affects our heart what's happening. It's very good, very important to have that concern for what's happening in wherever the Muslims are suffering, especially in Gaza and Palestine. But ask ourselves, when we come for Salah, we hear for Fajr Salah, or any other Salah, is our, our hearts, are, is it paying that there's only 5%, there's only 10% of the community that's reading the Salah with Jamaat? Is, is it causing pain to our heart? Because on one hand, we're putting water to put off the fire. On the other hand, there's fueling. There's efforts of fueling the fire. What's fueling? Fueling the fire. Salah is out of the ummah. Number one. 90% are not reading the five times Salah with Jamaat. Like how we sing now today. It's not like this for every Salah. Every masjid you go to. So, that must hurt our hearts. That's the first effort to make. How everyone can come up to Salah, it must hurt our heart. I, uh, we all, I myself am guilty, we all are guilty. What effort are we making that deen comes alive? That how, how much effort I'm making on the people around me to come up to five times Salah? That's the first effort. What about Quran? How much Quran is there in the Ummah? How much is the Ummah reading Quran? Turning to Allah and reading, seeking the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If our hearts are not burning there, that's hypocrisy. That's nifaq. But we can make all the other efforts, discuss the causes and solutions, but we're not making the core effort. We can never get the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The help of Allah comes with these basic things. We need to change. And we need to come onto five times salah, get everyone onto amal, onto salah. That's the basic thing, and then we will see the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you look at Uhud, the Sahaba were also, they were also tested in Uhud. Seventy Sahaba became shaheed. It was a setback for the Muslims. And at that moment, they were sad. Allah consoled them. Don't think that those people that have died, those that have become shaheed, they are dead. No. They are alive. They are enjoying themselves by Allah with different types of found. Allah explains those people that were affected. Many of them were injured. Very badly injured. And now there was, there was talk of the kuffar attacking again. So now at that moment, we didn't become weak. We didn't uh, become despondent. What they said, Allah praises them in the Quran. They turn to Allah. Allah is sufficient. Allah is the best protector. They made the effort. And Allah put rub and fear in the hearts of the enemy and they retreated. They changed their plans. Allah speak, you, know, you know, we talk about Salahuddin. You heard so much about the great Salahuddin Ayyubi Rahimahullah but his amal, how particular he was with his Salah, with Tahajjud with recitation of Quran he had deep love for Quran that he would many times people that were proficient in the Quran he would tell them, read Quran I want to listen to the Kalam of Allah and as this thing he would be tearing and he would be crying 
and he would make sure that he would put an imam who is very good and who understands deen and would recite Quran well. That was one very good quality of his. But there was one time after he conquered Al-Quds. Now Al-Quds came into the hands of the Muslims. So now the Crusaders, they did not step back. They continued attacking, making attacks. And the Muslim army, with the leadership of Salahuddin Ayyubi, continued defending Al-Quds. But there was one specific time, it is written in history, one of his close advisors mentioned this incident. He says it was a Thursday, and uh, the enemy had come very close, it was very close proximity. So he discussed, he called the leaders and the others are close to him and discussed to them, this is what's happening, the, the enemy is very close, we need to make quick effort, we need to act very quickly and we need to defend Al-Quds, we can't allow, this, allow them to come and reach here. Before they can even reach, we need to put the enemy away. But they, they, some of them, many of them were tired and they were like reluctant. They didn't give their full support. So the entire night the close advisor says, like he's in fikr, worry, making dua, crying, turning to Allah. Continuous, continuous, and he's in this parishani, this worry, walking around, turning to Allah, making dua. In the morning after Fajr, the advisor went to him and told him, I think you should try this one amal. It is today when you go for Juma, after you have your Sunnah Ghusl, then quietly give some Sadqa. After you give Sadqa, then Duas are accepted between the Azan, the first Azan and the second Azan. And the one, in the day of Juma, there are a few times where Duas are accepted. So that's one time where Duas are accepted. So read two Rakat Salah and make Dua. So Salahuddin Ayyubi Rahmanullah. He reads Turaqat Salah and he goes into Sajda and he's crying and he's crying. These are his words. Allahumma inqadin qata'at asbabil ardiyya fi nusrati deenik walam yabqa illa al-ikhladu ilayka wal-i'tisamu bihablik wal-i'timadu ala fadlik anta hasbi wa ni'mal wakil. He was crying. His beard was wet and he's saying, Oh Allah, all the outward means of this world I don't have any means left to make any effort. I tried everything. No one is there to to help me, assist me with this plan of mine. The only thing is you, Allah. I only have you. You're the only one I can turn to. Everything is in your control. Anta hasbi, you are sufficient for me. You are the best of protectors. It is said that after Juma, the news had reached. It wasn't a long time after that that there was dissension that was caused amongst the enemy. They started fighting amongst themselves. And with that dissension, this group of the enemy, they returned and they didn't come to Al-Quds to attack. So we can talk about how good he was and what a good leader and commander and how he could fight and how amazing strategy he used. Behind all of that was the power of Amal. You have to understand that behind any any person that Allah gave high status and accepted him for deen and did good work and amazing feat behind them was the power of Amal. So that is where we need to really change our lives. We need to empower ourselves. You know, if, if guna is taking place, but guna is fueling the fire. We can how can we allow guna? Imagine missing Salah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what he said. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was Rahmatul Alameen. He was a mercy to mankind. But what did he say? 
that those people that did salah at home, I want to gather the youth and go burn their homes. Those that are reading salah at home, not those that are not reading salah at all. Those that are reading salah at home, I want to go and burn their homes. He was rahmatul Why? It's creating a fire. It's feeling the fire in our community, in the ummah, that we are not reading salah. Then, when people are committing open sin, men and women intermingling, zina, that this is zina, men and women intermingling freely, that is zina. And men looking at women and women exposing themselves to the public, that is zina. Allah is on the one that looks at haram and also the one who exposes their beauty so others can look at them. Allah is coming because of that. And that is fueling the fire. Is that hurting our hearts? That's the efforts that we need to make. That we need to stop all the fueling of the fire. It has to hurt our hearts. All this guna and sin cannot continue. We want to stop the fire. We want to water the fire. But the first effort that we need to make is that how this can stop. What Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, إِذَا ظَهَرَ الْغِنَا وَذِبَا فِي قَرِيَا فَقَدْ أَحَلُّ بِأَنفُسِهِمْ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ In any area when zina becomes becomes apparent and when riba interest people deal with interest then they are asking for Allah's azab to come on that place you know we make dua all the time we make dua Allah destroy the Zionists Allah remove the Zionists from the from the Mubarak lands it's very important dua one person went to the the pious person and told him to make this dua Allahumma akhrij al-Yahuda wa nasara min bilad al-Muslimin Take out the Yahud and Nasara from the, the, uh, the, the Muslim countries, the Muslim lands, they're causing havoc and trouble. Not referring to the ones that live peacefully. What did this pious person say? The concern and worry should be Allahumma akhrijil Yahudiyyata wa Nasaraniyyata min kulubil Muslimin. Oh Allah, remove the love of the ways of the Yahud and Nasara from the hearts of the Muslims. So the ways of, that, that's exactly why we don't have, we don't have strength. Is because they made us look at life, so we are weak. We've got no power. They know exactly what will remove the power and the strength of the Muslims to get them involved in haram and entertainment and then expect the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a time where people want to rest. Very important to take your rest. But when you're going out for holiday, you're having a rest, don't ever break the law of Allah. Don't ever go into places where there's music. Don't go into places where there's intermingling of men and women freely and just inappropriately. Our women have to just correctly when they leave the home. Our men must have gone to areas like this and then draw the adab of Allah. We want the rahmat of Allah. How are we going to uh, get the rahmat of Allah? We are, we are drawing the adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when passing by the peace way, the, the, the hard and the mood, where the adab of the mood came. It happened about a thousand years before Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed that area. During the expedition of Tabuk, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told them to hasten through this area. Then uh, some of them said, we use the water to make dough. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that you go and dispose of that dough. Don't even use that dough. Don't even drink the water of this place. Allah's azab came a thousand years ago. And today we are running to the places where Allah's azab is coming. Allah protect us. We can't go to places like this. 
where there's intermingling of males and females, where there's, where, where there's music playing, where there's drinking taking place. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And one will end with this year that when Al-Quds came into the hands of the Muslims, then Salahuddin Ayyubi rahmatullahi he appointed Qadi ibn Zaki, a great alim of that time, to deliver khutbah. In that khutbah, he praised Allah, and he made sure that Allah had used them to, uh, to take the Al-Quds back into the hands of the Muslims. But one point that he emphasized, and he told the people, he says that, Ihrisu that this great ni'mad which Allah has given us, we have to protect it, the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Staying away from guna and doing what is correct. And being obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we are going, he even mentioned that if we are going to fall, going to sin, and become proud and arrogant, then Allah will take it away from us. So this, whatever we see, is the entire ummah. We all at fault and we all need to make this effort. So the message is, that one is Allah test us, it's a test. But we have to ask ourselves in this test, where are we? This test that is coming upon the Ummah, what change is brought in my life? How much effort am I making to add water to that fire, to, to put off the fire? And how much effort am I making to remove the things that are fueling the fire? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding.